The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one of whom I said, A man is coming after me who ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. I did not know him. But the reason why I came baptizing with water was that he might be made known to Israel. John testified further, saying, I saw the Spirit come down like a dove from heaven and remain upon him. I did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, On whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Paul seems to be in a very good mood in his letter to the Corinthians as he's writing to them. He tells the Corinthians that you are saints. You are the holy ones in Corinth. You have grace and you have possession of peace. And then right after that, he turns to God and he thanks God for all the things that he has given to the Corinthians. Right after he has this wonderful thanksgiving and in this happy mood, all of a sudden, everything changes. He says, you bad Corinthians? And he goes and he lays in on them. And the first thing he says, he tells me, he says that you're coming up to communion unworthily. Who ever heard of that? And then one of your members, one of the guys, is sleeping with his mother-in-law. Who, that, who does that as a Christian? And then some of the Christians are taking other Christians to court and suing them. Well, that, that's an awful thing to do. And then some of them have these special spiritual gifts, and they're using them to, to humiliate and to shame other Christians. And for 15 chapters, we're having one thing after the other, and the Christians are doing bad. And there doesn't seem to be anything that, that, that Paul is thankful for. So he asks the question, why was Paul so happy and thankful at the beginning of, of, of the letter? The reason is this, is because Paul is grateful for the future. Because he knows God. He knows that the potential of the Corinthians, because they have Christ now. Because of Christ, they have potential to be holy. They have potential to be great. It's okay to thank God and anticipate his future graces. See, a lot of us, we, when we thank God, we always look to the past, not to the future like Paul's doing. We look to the past and we look for things that God has done for us in the past. But see, what the problem with that is this. If we're always looking at the past, that means our butt end is always facing the future and in order to progress, we have to walk backwards. And of course, I don't recommend that. So a lot of times, I'm grateful for God, not only for the past things, but mostly for the future, what God is going to do for me in the future. I can anticipate his greatness. For instance, I can thank God for that. I, that hopefully this year I'm going to graduate, and finally I'm going to join the workforce, and finally get a job again. I can thank God for the future and say that, God, thank you for, for, for that you make me Pope of the Catholic Church. Well, well maybe I won't say that. 
But I can thank God for, for when, I, when, I, when I do fall on my face that God's mercy is going to be there to help me up. I can, I, I can anticipate and thank God for that. I can thank God for the, for the eternal life that he's been giving me. See, there are a lot of people that when they look to the past, they don't feel great at gratitude. Someone that's a lifer in prison or in death row doesn't feel a lot of gratitude for the past. The poor unsung person that's in a nursing home that's stuck in bed all day because somebody decided not to go to work today to help them up looks to the past and doesn't feel a lot of gratitude. Somebody that just lost their house or their family or their soulmate or their job doesn't feel a lot of gratitude for the past. Maybe one of you are out there thinking to yourself, I, I look to the past and I don't feel a lot of gratitude. And that's the message of Paul. Paul's talking to you and to us, saying, you're looking in the wrong direction. Make 180 degrees and look at, at the future, what God is providing for you. Think of the gift that he has given you, the potential that you now have. I'll tell you a story. So anyway, there's this guy, he was coming home from work, and he saw a stranger, and he was looking at his hand. So curious, the, the guy went over to see the stranger, what he was looking at, and he was holding a diamond. And the guy said to the stranger, he said, that's the biggest diamond I have ever seen in my entire life. It's gorgeous. Where did you get it? So the stranger says, oh, I travel a lot. And on my travels, I just found it. But, but you like it so much here, you, you should have it. And he handed the diamond over to the man. The man couldn't believe it. He said, this priceless diamond. So what he did is he took a handkerchief and he wrapped it up and put it in his mat and backpack. When he got home, he pulled down all the shades. And then he took out the diamond and put it under the lamp. And he just admired all the the light dancing over 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 the diamond. Then he took a velvet cloth and wrapped it up and put it in his safe and locked it. When he went to bed, tossed and turned and sleep at all. When he got early in the morning, he went into the safe and he got the diamond. And then he went out to search for the stranger. When he found the stranger, he gave him back the diamond. He says, I don't want this. What I really want is the thing that you have in your possession that made it so easy for you to give me that priceless diamond. That's what I want. Notice that the man recognized that the stranger had something far more valuable and precious than a priceless diamond. Now, the reason I tell you this story is is because you and I are that stranger. You and I are that person that has a possession so great that it'll make all as easy for us to give away all of our other treasure. And that's exactly Paul's point in the beginning of this letter. We have such a great gift. So here's the faith lesson. We have a gift. We just have to recognize that we possess it.